0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Chiropractic Revolution podcast. Today's live recording is from this past Tuesday's TCR Tuesday with Dr. Deandra Herndon. We hope that it adds value in your life, and we cannot wait to see you in September in Minneapolis. Make sure you head to the website to get your tickets. Without further ado, let's get to today's recording. Welcome to the Chiropractic Revolution Podcast. The Chiropractic Revolution is a Christ-centered movement empowering chiropractors to live out God, family, and chiropractic. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. These podcasts are going to be a collection of our ambassadors and our amazing community. Join the revolution and let's change the world together. One of our exclusive sponsors of the Chiropractic Revolution is Grow Your Chiropractice. And if you're a chiropractor and you want to know how you can get more quality patients on autopilot, then you definitely want to contact Sebastian and his team at Grow Your Chiro Practice. You can learn more on how they can help or request a free audit on your online marketing from their website. At growyourchiropractice.com. Again, that's growyourchiropractice.com. We want to thank them so much for being a sponsor of the Chiropractic Revolution podcast.
1: All right, guys, so here we are alive of May 23rd with the TCR ambassador monthly call. And tonight we are going to be speaking to our very special guest, Deandra Herndon. And uh, I was just explaining to Deandra that we're going to go through this, um, almost kind of like rapid fire. So we're going to ask her some questions and she's going to do her best to answer them. And those questions are designed to enlighten, um, us on not only her journey, but just um, things that we can learn and grow from from her life so uh, Deandra welcome to the ambassador call big Jim good to have you on here Rob great to with you with Michael Dennis Caroline um, awesome to be together so Deandra let's just start with um, you know two to three minutes of um, who you are where you practice why chiropractic um, I know two to three minutes is not much to get that in there, but uh, just give that to us the best you can. All
2: right. Well, my name is Deandra Herndon. I am a chiropractor. Been in practice for about eight years in Gallatin, Tennessee. Um, I am a mom of two. I have a three-year-old daughter and a one-and-a-half-year-old son. Um, I've been in and around chiropractic my whole life. My dad's a chiropractor. Got my first adjustment when I was three minutes old, and have loved the principle my whole life and lived it, and um, it's just been a blessing so far.
1: That's awesome, very, very good. Um, so Deandra, as far as things go, there, um, let's start with practice. How long have you been in practice now?
2: Um, I opened my own office about eight years ago.
1: Okay, and so you're, I would say, like relative to to many of us at the Chiropractic Revolution, you would be newer into practice than us. In the old days, you know, when we built practices 20, 25 years ago, we had door hangers. We, um, you know, did mall screenings. We did all those kinds of things. Eight years ago, what was it that you felt was probably most worthwhile for energy to put into in terms of building your practice?
2: Well, um, as I touched on in the beginning, my father's a chiropractor and my mentor who 30 years ago knocked on every single door in the small town of Murray, Kentucky and introduced himself and did door hangers. Therefore, that was his advice for me. So (laughs) don't (laughs) knock it till you try it. Um, I did. My husband and I moved to Gallatin. We didn't know anybody here, not a friend, not a relative, no one. We just felt like this is where God was calling us. So my husband got a job working midnights and I hit the pavement, um, knocking on doors for about the first three months of living here while I looked for an office. So, um, through that and through those relationships I built, once I opened my office, um, within my first month, I was seeing a hundred new patients, um, a week, which was phenomenal. Um, since then, obviously times have changed, you know, we've, you know, shifted a little bit more towards social media and then, um, that aspect, but I definitely started the, the old school way. (laughs)
1: So DeAndre, for somebody who comes out of school, doesn't go back to their hometown, isn't buying a practice, doesn't know anybody where they're going, eight years in, uh, how rooted How rooted do you feel in your community?
2: I mean, it's definitely taken time for sure. I would class my, classify myself as an introvert. So um, it's taking me a little bit longer than maybe someone else would, but um, we've definitely established roots here. And when we leave, I'm ready to get back home. And it finally feels like home, which is, you know, great. We've found a church home that we love to be a part of and, you know, just building relationships and friendships. But I mean, it definitely takes some time, but worth the, he- worth the effort,
1: 100%. That's awesome. So um, let's just stick on that for a second. How, uh, how come Gallatin, like, how'd you find it? Um, was it a a data-based decision? Was it a Holy Spirit-led decision? I know you're a believer and um, grew up in a family that walks with the Lord. So uh, what's the tension that exists between those two when you choose a community?
2: I mean, yeah, it's definitely a a healthy balance of both. I was doing uh, my internship in East Tennessee. My husband and I are from the same small town we met in high school. So all of our family was congregated to Murray. Um, and we just kind of sat down and made a list of what we were looking for in a hometown. And, you know, some of the key things was we enjoyed the outdoors. We enjoyed being near water. We also wanted to travel. So close proximity to an airport was important. Um, and for personal reasons, we had some ties to Tennessee. So we kind of started looking at, um, you know, to begin with data and looking at, um, you know, school ratings and um, just kind of demographics. And then what we would do is just every single weekend, we would pack up the car and, you know, check out each of these towns and um, kind of feel them out. And I remember when we found Gallatin just driving through the court square, the sun was setting and people were out walking their dogs and playing with their kids. And it just looked picturesque to us. And we just really felt that You know, God said this was it. We still had several other towns on our list, but we just marked them off and said this was it. So there was definitely a healthy balance of data versus heart for sure.
1: That's awesome. Okay, so practice starts. Um, I think you alluded to it already in your first answer, but we're going to click through some numbers here. Um, how, How long till you saw 100 patients a week?
2: It was within my first 30 days.
1: 200 a week.
2: Um, I would say within the first 90 days. Yeah.
1: 300 a week.
2: I'd say within six to nine months.
1: Dang. That's awesome.
2: Um, I think we we hit, I was seeing a healthy 300 a week by my first year of practice.
1: Outstanding. Um, what would be, I, I see on social media, a lot of, um, families, and kids in your office, what would be your number one um, procedure or communication or whatever you do to convert a new patient into a family?
2: Really, it's just telling my story. Um, You know, we focus on corrective care, so we do pre-x-rays. We do a one-on-one report. So We talk about the importance of normal spinal structure, but really, it's just about getting down to the heart of what health is. How chiropractic's played a role in my life, what it looks like in the lives of my family and my children, and just letting you know our patients know that it's possible for you, and it's never too late to change. So, I mean, I always tell them I grew up, I never had Tylenol, never had antibiotics as a kid, and you know, to a lot of people that's foreign. But you know, when you're standing there and can tell your story they want that. so
1: so it's more it's more the emotion of your story than it is people who are interested in uh, a perfect cervical curve.
2: Right. yeah, exactly.
1: Awesome. That's great. Um, how long jandra until you felt like uh, with the overhead of your office, so something like um, rent, staff, uh, putting food on your table, paying personal bills, et cetera um, how long until you felt like you were able to profit in your business?
2: Man, we're so blessed. Um, the first month of practice, I was able to put a significant amount to me at that point. It was a significant amount I had after my first month of overhead and everything. I had $10,000 sitting in the bank and my mind was absolutely blown. And I, I mean, it, I can't explain it other than it's Jesus. I've never had to want for a bill being paid. I've never worried about a bill being paid. Um, it has just been overflow of abundance and we're blessed in that regard. Um, you know, I did, I did start out with a business loan, but praise the Lord, I was able to pay that back within my first year of practice. Um, so luckily we were profitable pretty quickly.
1: That's awesome. So transition now, uh, your daughter's three years old so that means like around year four you get pregnant
2: a little later uh well okay. no I'm not sure about right yeah about year four yeah year okay. four yeah yeah
1: so tell me what has to happen in the life of uh, the life of a professional woman who's about to start a family and all that so take me from year four to um the birth of your first
2: yeah, I mean, it was definitely growing up, I had a lot of male mentors um in chiropractic, so and a lot of successful males, which were great mentors as far as starting a, you know, a practice and getting it established. But I knew that I wanted to be a mom and I wanted to be a hands-on mom and be a present mom. Um So as we started having the conversation of growing our family, You know, the first thing that we talked about was getting help in the office. And that meant, you know, looking for an associate and praying that God would send us the right person. So just, you know, I actually found my associate through Facebook. I posted on um, Life University Facebook page. And, you know, we met and she came into the practice when I was about seven months pregnant. So, you know, I knew that was the first step so that I could take some time out of the office and take a step back from actually hands on. Um, so having that in place was really important to us.
1: Yep. Tell me about just realistically, maybe the top two fears that you have at that point. So seven months, you've got a baby that's coming into the world. You've built this other baby called the chiropractic office, which we know how much we love those parts of our life. So tell me about like, you know, just a couple of the fears you'd have at that stage of the game.
2: I mean, definitely the number one fear was that I was going to lose, you know, most of my patients. And, then, you know, in hindsight, it was a huge ego thing because I thought I was the only one that they wanted to see or that could adjust them the way they needed to be adjusted or could give a report the way it needed to be done. And um, so my fear was, you know, that my maternity leave or even, you know, transitioning to more permanent part-time hours that I was going to lose half my patient base because I wasn't there Um, and then the obvious stress of you know am I going to be able to bring enough cash flow in to support you know the financial burden of another doctor on staff Um, and right about the time that I hired the associate and gave birth is when COVID hit so (laughs) um, that was piled on top of everything but yeah those were definitely two big fears you know I don't want to call them irrational but the lord provided so um yeah
1: that's awesome so um at what stage is your second born like how many years apart
2: they're only 16 months apart so i was got pregnant with my second when she was about eight nine months old
1: okay and so then at this point you still have your same associate
2: Yes yeah she's been with me four years now and I just hired another one about six months ago.
1: okay and so tell tell me from your experience um, what makes your associates stick around so that's what th- your associate's been with you for three three plus years now um, that's a good healthy long time for an associate what's yeah. what creates a healthy relationship there
2: um, I am very selective on who we let into our circle protective. Um, I consider my team and my doctors part of my family. So having their back, having an open line of communication, um, you know, and, and just investing in their lives and figuring out, um, how I can bless them, you know, for my office manager, you know, figuring out what their love language is, honestly. And, you know, one of them's gifts, one of them's words of affirmation and just, um, fostering those relationships and giving them the the praise that they need and encouragement that they need. So, you know, we're a family. And like I said, I've, I've had several associates come through and want a job and I just was not on my heart that it was a good fit. So like I said, we're just very selective and um, just making sure that we all have the same vision and the same heart.
1: That's so good. Um, so at this point right now with you, how, uh, how many hours a week are you uh, physically seeing patients?
2: Oh gosh, probably maybe six. Um, I put about, I show up to the office about 10 hours a week. Half of that is backdoor stuff, you know, behind the scenes. And then, you know, most of the time I'm fighting my associates of, let me adjust, let me, let me do it, let me do it. And they're like, we got it, we got it. But, you know, I still have that drive to, you know, give the adjustment. So very minimal at this point is, is how much I'm there. And when I am there, most of the time, they're like, you can go home. We got it.
1: <laughs> and how, how has the practice maintained?
2: Oh, it's grown yeah as astronomically. I mean, we're over 500 a week right now, which is phenomenal. And I feel like the less I'm there, the better it does. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's so good.
2: Getting my ego out of the way was a good thing for sure. And just letting the Lord take over and Um, Like I said, just encouraging each team member strong suit and, um, you know, just being their cheerleader.
1: That's great. So I would say in in my experience in dealing with um, conversations with moms in general is oftentimes they carry uh, guilt about not being able to be everything that they really want to be. Um, for you, you'd have that hat as a mom, but then you probably would also have that as a professional. What's the biggest internal mind battle that you go through on a day-to-day basis in either you know, like personally or professionally, like where, what's, what's the, the battlefield that you're on, on a continual basis?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's constant for sure. I struggled with postpartum depression with my first and even worse with my second. So getting out of my own head was very, very difficult. Um, You know, and it's, it's a learning curve. But even three years into it, when I'm at home, I'm thinking about the office sometimes. And when I'm at the office, I'm thinking about my kids so that I've learned that that's not ever going to stop. But I've put things in place to help kind of allow myself to turn that off. So like I said, I've got a great office manager. I've got great associates. So when I am at home with my kids, I know my practice is taken care of and it's running the way I expect it to be. Um, I've got great childcare. I've got an awesome husband. So when I'm off at the office, I know that my kids are taken care of, but it never stops. I mean, I'm sitting here on this call and I can hear Lindley upstairs crying and I'm like, Oh, she needs me. But Aaron's there. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, Having a good team and support system for sure, but mom guilt's a thing. And, you know, honestly, I think it's a good thing because it helps keep me in check and making sure that I've got my priorities in line and, you know, that everything's functioning the way it should. So
1: That's good. So I would say um, just because of the the two main elements we focused on with you, number one being uh, new-ish into Mm -hmm. practice eight years, I still kind of think that's new-ish and um, a professional female uh, with a strong commitment to parenting as well. Um, Just a final word of wisdom to a 12th quarter uh, female who is looking for a life of both professional and family success in both departments. One word of advice for them.
2: Man, give me a little bit more than one word, but I yeah, mean, go honestly, summarize is, is just vision. You know, what my husband and I did in the early years was just, you know, paint a picture of what we wanted our future to look like. And, you know, I, myself, what I wanted my practice to look like, what I wanted, you know, my family to look like. And, you know, once you have that vision, it's a whole lot easier to kind of put the stepping stones into place and let the Lord work and and even recognize, you know, what the Lord's doing versus what flush is doing so that you can kind of differentiate between the two, but just having a vision. And then, you know, also understanding that it's all about seasons and, you know, to me, like I said, stepping away from my practice, although it was hard, I know that this season of babies is not going to last. They don't keep. So um, I can always get back in there when I want to, and when I'm ready, but, uh, you know, I'm where I'm should be for sure.
1: That's awesome. Well, Deandra, thank you for being with us tonight. I, I think what we've sort of learned and been able to, to comprehend here and for anybody who's listening to this after the fact is um, it's awesome to be able to see a woman succeed in multiple domains in their life and having had that vision and seeing the faithfulness of God to see you through all those dreams that he put on your heart. So not having to just pick You know, one particular dream, but he put multiple dreams in there and you've been able to uh, walk with him and see that and truly at the chiropractic revolution as a Christ centered movement that wants to be in alignment with what God has called us to in our lives. It's a blessing to hear you be able to really walk out God, family, chiropractic and have all of those things um, interwoven together and just being blessed in all those areas. So that's so awesome. uh, I don't
2: know that my, you know, my biggest fear in, in school and, you know, even starting a practice was that I wouldn't be able to have it all. I wouldn't be able to have a successful practice and be a mom or spend adequate time with my kids. But, you know, I've learned that our God is a God of abundance and, you know, the enemy tells us that we'll never be enough and that we'll never have enough. And that's not from Jesus. So it's possible with him for sure.
1: That's so good. Thank you, Jander. We're so proud of you. And we're so grateful to have you from day one, be with us at every single parapractic yeah. revolution. Your support means so much to us. We're so grateful to have you on our um, board of directors as well. So um, thank you for being with us, everybody for being on this call tonight, have a blessed, blessed night, and we will see you all next month.
2: Thank you. Love y'all Bye,
0: guys. Love you too. Mm-hmm. Bye. Do me a favor. This is really important. Don't don't leave us yet. If you like today's episode, share it with your friends and your family or anyone else in the chiropractic community. If you're interested in becoming an ambassador, make sure to visit thechirorevolution.com. Select the Ambassadors tab. Read what you get when joining the community. Hit the Shop tab and join the TCR community. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We will see you next time.